0: You can do everything from home, listen to the Weekend Legends catch-up podcast and get drinks for the big game. Order now and have them at your door before the final siren. Dan Murphy's delivery in two hours. (laughs) So what do you got cooking this weekend, huh? Put your head between your legs in the brace position and get ready for another week of bats hitting balls. Balls through nets and off rackets with coaches blowing up and referees entering the witness protection program. Sit back, relax and enjoy what Triple M modestly calls the Weekend Legends. Play the
1: Cook, throws it left here tonight, hurries a pass, bouncing, bouncing,
2: take
3: Good morning, South fans. Not-so-good morning for Manly fans. Andrew Rose, South Sydney 34, defeated Manly 26. ANZ Stadium in front of more than 32,000 people will come to the outrage soon. Mm -hmm. But has Dez Hasler achieved the impossible? Is it no longer possible to hate Manly? Oh, look, look, it's going to
4: be a sombre morning for everyone in Manly. Hello, everyone in Manly. It's a tough one this morning. But I don't know. He's doing. It. He's making a good case for not hating Manly, but it's just in my blood, you know. <laughs> the Rugby <laughs> oh, World Cup
3: is underway. <laughs> Japan defeated Russia thirty points to ten overnight. You won't believe how many Aussie fans are heading to the World Cup. And we're going to talk to one of them. He happened to win it in nineteen ninety one. Nick Farr Jones. Oh, how exciting is that? We're also going to look at. The fact that GWS are one game
4: away from a potential AFL grand final. It goes down this afternoon. We're going to look into that as well.
3: They're that close to glory. In the next hour, our mate Dennis Carnahan from Rugby League, the musical, will be oh, in to do a couple of songs for us. How good. Can't wait for that. But it's a jam-packed show to take you through to 12 o'clock. But next,
2: Friday finals always provides captivating viewing, and last night was no exceptions. Blow-offs, send-offs, more than 50 points on the board. <laughs> the Rabbits and Manly. We'll talk about the highs and the lows next. We were done Weekend (laughs) Legends Triple M. Put your
0: feet up on the dash, recline the seat, and let these guys take the wheel. Metaphorically. Obviously. Triple weekend legends.
2: With Chris and Rose to take you through to 12 o'clock. And last night was an epic elimination final with the Rabbitohs downing Manly. 34 to 26
4: at ANZ Stadium, Chris.
3: I'm telling you what, Lachlan, that's one of the best games of footy I've seen in a really, really long time. It was,
4: uh, I think you called it last night, Chris, in the first half was,
3: mate, we've got a slobber knocker on our hands. It was just, it was two teams playing to stay in the game. And two coaches trying to stay in the competition, Rose. A really wild night for them. Wayne Bennett went down at half time and gave his. We're behind at halftime fellas' lecture, not realising that Cameron Murray had scored next to the post <laughs> in the 39th minute. And the South players were a little bewildered, but they responded. Uh, yes, coach? <laughs> and, of course, Dez Hasler had quite the night. Now, you might have seen the footage rows of him in the rooms afterwards, very animated on the phone.
4: Mm, yeah, look, uh, Dez Des likes to say pretty, like, you know, it, down the line during the games, but after the full-time whistle, he can get pretty mad.
3: <laughs> Most people thought he was talking to referees boss Graham Annesley about the calls, which we'll have a look at at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I can reveal he's actually getting the pizza order right. He ah. goes, listen, it's three margaritas, two meat lovers. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. been dutted on this and order. And if I get any bloody pineapple, I'll be furious. <laughs> Manly, of course, a uh, dunsky for 2019. Ironically, their last win at Ooh. ANZ was back in 2013 against South. Are you saying they're not a good finals team, Chris? They're not a good ANZ. <laughs> Z team oh, okay. ten losses in a row. Personally, a lot of people are saying it's the bad calls. I'm saying it's the jerseys. I think that's their worst design. You know, the previous week they had the solid maroon with the little white <laughs> yeah. horizontal stripes. So I yeah. think they're much better off. Right. But everyone wants to talk about the three sin binnings last yeah, night. Yeah,
4: let's get into it. This is the thing that everyone's talking about.
3: Now, in the middle was Brad Parker, who was put in the bin for tripping. Des accepted it. It was yeah. not intentional. But no. And I don't think it was a try-scoring situation for a penalty try. Everybody lived with that.
4: What's the words? Brain snap. I think that's what that is, right? Yeah,
3: involuntary response to a stressful situation. Sure, I try and trip you all the time into the studio. More worrying was Cody Walker was put in the bin in the first half. Cody! Yeah is he throwing a punch that we haven't seen in the replay the penalty Cody?
4: Against Jack for the push on the back yes. of the head, but then
1: Cody goes an open hand to the face. That's an automatic sin Oh he's gone! And... Cody Walker's oh, out of here oh. for ten minutes. Wow
3: Oh Mate, how good's Gdane? He's killing it, these finals. What you didn't hear there was uh, Cody himself, he just went, what? <laughs> <laughs> like this. Now, it was in delayed retaliation and a bit of a push and shove to Jack Krzyzewski putting his hand into Adam Dewey's head and trying to bury it yeah it's the classic, Stadium. It's the
4: classic frustration of what's just happened in the play. So you, you want to take it out on something and there's a dude's head right there. So you push the back of the head. Would you classify that as a brain snap like the trip, or is this, there's more, it's more malicious, this one, right?
3: No, no, he was just really frustrated with Zashevsky and the situation. A number of the commentators were surprised it was a sin binning. It's probably been that way for about two years now. We used to have that discussion about is a slap a penalty? Well, now know. it's a sin binning.
4: I don't know if we should be getting into like those over-the-try area type calls because how many people come in with the knees and that kind of stuff in tries? Like, How do we regulate that?
3: So, Anisley said technically the referee's all right, but is that what we want the game to be? And some people are starting to say the game is broken. Well, mm. if you thought that was a problem, what about <laughs> happened to poor old Jake Trevojevic? Yeah. Well, it's a try-score situation.
2: Oh, what? You Whoa! can't he's, he's your baby!
4: He shot Bambi. Now this one,
3: this one does confuse me a little bit. Travojevic with the escort, right? Is that what they? Is that officially the word? Well, still? essentially, Dane Gagai was running alongside Travojevic, and Travojevic was trying to get to the south play with the ball heading towards the line. And
4: yeah, he like put his hand on his shoulder, right? But it felt like it was a bit of a
3: dive there. At one point, he had two hands on his shoulders. He was essentially trying to get round him, and then their feet got tangled up, and Gagai hit the ground. Right. By the way, I've always thought Tom was more like Bambi than Joe. But anyway. <laughs> And, and so he's put in the bin for f- uh, 10 minutes with 15 to go, which yep. combined with Parker meant the Manly had 12 men on the field for 20 minutes of that half. Again, technically, the mm-hmm. rules say the grabbing in a try-scoring situation, that's what happens. Mm. Though I don't really feel Gago was participating in the try-scoring situation after that, the Manly just they ran out of gas.
4: Yeah, they just didn't have enough man. They didn't have enough uh, energy, and and uh, at the end of the day, the rabbits got over the line by by Manly. I mean, I I think Manly fans would be pretty annoyed by that call.
3: Yeah, as was Des, who apart from sorting out the pizza order, did speak to Gray Mannersley. <laughs> Uh, I spoke to
4: Graham Menesley um, straight after the game, and I, and I said to Graham, I said, that's not right. I said, you know, the, the, some of the Sinbin joke I, I can agree with, but, um, you know, the, the second Sinbin, um, uh, did he deserve a penalty? Yep, well, I agree with you
0: there, Graham, he did deserve a penalty, but I don't think he deserved to be sent off. I could be wrong. I'd be interested to see what, um, what people think of it.
4: Interesting there from Des Hasler. He'd be interested to see what people think of it, and we do too. Here at the Weekend Legends, this is your chance to talk to us about this game last night. One triple three five three were manly dudded. Des wants to know what you think.
2: We do too. It's rugby league's was is rugby league broken? The Jake mm. Trbojevic incident. We want to know what you have to think. One triple three five three. We're going to take your calls next.
0: Like coming a weekend to the plums. The Flam's Weekend Legends.
2: It is the Weekend Legends with Chris and Rose. And following the fallout of the Jake Trebojevic send-off, Des, as- Des Hasler asked what you think of the incident. We want to know what you think. Rose, they've called up in droves, mate. Have they
4: what, Lachlan? A lot of people with opinions on this, Chris. Let's jump straight into it. John from Illawong, what do you reckon? With Manly dudded last night?
1: Hi, Legends. Yes. As soon as since, uh made that break, Manly put their hand uh, on his shoulder. I thought, Here's a penalty, but I never thought he was going to be sin bin because at that point I thought Manly just had that edge on south, Yeah, crack a jack game, and that just turned the tide, and I didn't think they were going to get out of that.
4: I love it, John. Beautiful. Chris, you agree with him? It's a penalty, but it's not a sin bin, right? Yeah, I think what's
3: happened is that the philosophy of the sin bin rule has evolved. It used to be for cynical, deliberate acts that were designed to prevent a team from scoring or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Now they're technical breaches in situations. Mm. And I felt it ruined the game. Yep, good point, John. Thank you for your call, mate. Let's go to Martin in Wollongong. Martin, were Manly dudded?
1: Yeah, mate, I'm a Souths member. I have been for years, mate, and they were totally dudded. Manly were all over us. They deserve to be. They're putting in more effort. Mm. And to get for that, the referees are absolutely ruining the game. And it's just the last year that I'll be renewing my membership, mate. It's just got stupid. We deserve wow. to lose that. We didn't wow. deserve to win. It's just got... The game's gone soft.
4: You're a, big, you're a bigger man than I am, Martin. If the dog's got a penalty uh, for their way, no matter what happened, it's a good penalty. So I I uh, respect your honesty there, mate. Hopefully you do stick around because, you know,
3: hopefully this can get fixed, right, Chris? Let's... Well, well, they're going to get beaten by camera next week anyway.
4: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Let's go to Adam from Cromer. Adam, were Manly darted last night?
1: Certainly were, boys. Certainly were. I mean, yeah. even the Parker one, you could say, when you, when you look at that mm. and the angle that he was, he was trying to put his foot out for the kick right. that went through before it. Um, Yeah, yeah, but you go ahead with that and you give him the send bin. But there's no way the Jake Travojevic one, that was he, his feet got caught up with Gagai's feet. Mm. They were both watching the player. They they weren't watching each other. Mm. Um, they might have had hands on him, but that's where it bloody stops. I'm yeah. sorry. The referees might be technically right, but there was no way it was a try scoring opportunity 30 yards out. Adam, there no way. Yeah, Good we, point.
3: We talk a lot, Adam, about the feel for the game, and we understand black-letter law, but I just think rugby league yeah. has to have people out there assessing situations because yeah. we end up with like 12 players for Manly on the field for the for 20 minutes of the second half. It was crazy. Yeah, I and mean, you can hear from these people calling in, these great opinions
4: that, that you know, people want to see the game be played a certain way. Tim from Roselle, we're going to give you a final word on this. Were Manly dudded?
0: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Here we go. If, uh, if uh,
1: Hazler thinks, can assume that to a big or to, whatever his name is, <laughs> he's going to definitely win the game for them if he's on. Well, then you can equally assume that Gagai is going to score that tie. Mm-hmm. So if you are going to assume one thing, you've got to assume the other. I was probably, I was almost in line with that last night, and he grabbed his jersey, and then they got tangled up, and if, if he wasn't trying to shepherd...
4: Oh, jeez. That, Dude, sorry, be careful turning right there, to, there,
1: mate. <laughs> if he wasn't trying to separate Gagai, why was he, why was he not running towards the
4: ball? Yeah, mean, I feel you. What do you think about what Tim's saying here, Chris? Because, you know, he, he, he definitely has a strong opinion. You always say this to me, that if a team wants to avoid bad ref calls, you want to be 20 points in front, right?
3: That's right, but generally with equal number of players on the field. And, I mean, I, I felt that was a contest. And You know they can go shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. And he has put his hands on him momentarily. But I tend to agree with the view that they tripped up. And really, he was striving to get to the player. He wasn't trying to prevent Gagai being in the
4: Yeah, play. and regardless of what happens, Locklet Manley are gone.
3: Thanks to all the
2: uh, listeners who called. It, it looks like Manley have been dudded. The fans have spoken. So we'll follow the fallout this week from Des and the NRL. Can't wait to see how that wraps up. Mm. But up next, the Rugby World Cup has kicked off last night. And we're going to talk to World Cup winner Nick Far jones next. A show
0: that combines our two great loves, the weekend and working half-assed. Triple M's weekend legends. And they're charging around the outside, and Matsushima is heading for a trick
2: Last night, the Rugby World Cup kicked off without a hitch as Japan downed Russia 30 points to 10. But we're all in eager anticipation for the Wallabies' opening
3: cup match against Fiji, Chris. And Lachlan, you'd be amazed to hear that up to forty thousand Australians are heading over to the World Cup this time so, round.
4: Is that right? That's yeah. good.
3: Now, one of them actually held the World Cup at Twickenham <laughs> up in the air in nineteen ninety-one after the Wallabies won. <laughs> hmm. And he's my mate Nick Far Jones. Nick, things got on, got underway in spectacular fashion last night at the Tokyo Dome.
1: That looked fantastic, Chris. Uh, great to speak to you guys. G'day, Rose. G'day, mate.
4: It was. It's an exciting time for a Rugby World Cup. Australia played Fiji this afternoon at two forty-five PM. What are the Wallabies in for for their first opening game of this World Cup?
1: Well, it's a fantastic day of football. After that, you've got Argentina and France, and of course, they have got the biggest rival in the world, uh, traditionally going back you know over a century, which is of course the box and the Blacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, it won't be easy. I mean these these Pacific islands. You know, they've played a lot of a lot of their players are playing. Cont- you know, professional rugby in Europe and Japan. So they're getting week in, week out, tough rugby, as opposed to, you know, when I was playing the game back in the 80s and 90s. And, you know, they are very, very physical. It won't be that easy up front. I mean, people talk about our scrum being able to dominate in our line-out. But these guys have come a long, long way. And, you know, the Fijians have got some excellent forwards. So it'll be rough and tumble. We've got to make sure that we we minimise errors and we've got to play a tight game. Um, but I expected, I mean, you know, I think that we can win by 25 plus, but wow. I also wouldn't be surprised if it was, you know, 10, you know, around that sort of number.
3: And of course, the purists will be slightly upset that the big matchup is Cora Betty versus Rad Raja, two rugby league graduates. <laughs> yeah, don't remind <laughs> me. Now, now Nick, in a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, you were playing for the Wallabies at Concord Oval wow. in the inaugural World Cup in 1987. I think you subsequently made the comment that that year the All Blacks were essentially unbeatable. It doesn't feel like the same thing this time around, does it?
1: No, it doesn't. I think this is a great thing about the ninth edition of World Cup. You're right, Chris. It was interesting. I mean, back in 1986, we had a magnificent team. We should have beat the All Blacks uh, three tests to nil on their soil. Uh, we lost 13 12 in Dunedin, of course, and then went up for the decider in Auckland. Sadly, the last time we've won at Eden Park back in 86. But, look, I would have thought that that year, 87, the inaugural World Cup, and let's give thanks to Sir Nicholas Shahade. if it wasn't for him, it never would have kicked off in mm-hmm. 87. Yeah. He was a wonderful, wonderful man with a great vision. Um, and he stirred the world up to, to agree to commence the World Cup. And as I said, we just started the ninth edition last night. Um, look, it's, it's interesting, Chris, because whatever New Zealand did, the offside, they picked up with the great players. I mean, in Sean Fitzpatrick, John Kerwin, uh, Grant Fox, Michael mm. Jones... Those guys went on to be some of the greatest ever All Blacks. Um, so they had a wonderful team in 87. But you're right, they put daylight between themselves and the rest of the world. When you think about Concord Oval, and you think about now, you know, sort of so many years later, and I think the Japanese have sold 95% of total stadia capacity... Concord Oval. I don't know if you went, Chris, to Concord that day. We played France and got knocked out by the guys in a semi-final. But the lead changed six times. But the reason why um, I mentioned that was, I think Concord Oval had a capacity of about twenty-three thousand yep. people, and they yeah. reckon that day about nineteen thousand turned up. So well, wow. think about how it's changed over. You know, the nine sort of World Cups that we've we've enjoyed. I was
3: there, Nick, and I was there with three mates. It was 25 bucks a ticket. We were behind the goalposts, and in the lead-up to the Blanco try, it was definitely a knock-on. Definitely a knock-on. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Uh, Tommy to great...
1: went very closely. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we're talking to the great Nick Farr. Joe's Nick, you know, we're at the beginning of this World Cup here, but the, the clear goal for all teams is to hold that trophy at the end very high. And in 1991, you got to do that. You were handed the World Cup by the Queen. i got to know, what what happened there? Did she talk, say anything to you? Any inspirational oh, look, quotes? I
1: don't think there was a lot of time for chatting. We were lucky enough to go to the Palace in 84 and 88. And, you know, somehow, and we won't go into the detail, got invited for lunch in 98 when I was living in France. But, you know, it wasn't really a time for words. I mean, it was interesting, Rose, because normally you get the knock on that door of your changing room mm. before the match. You go out there, you belt out your anthem, you might watch and face a haka, but typically it's it's five minutes you know between the knock on the door and into the game but that final there was 18 minutes that we had to sort of deal with because I had to gi- introduce Her Majesty to my team and including the, the reserves and the only I mean back then in the days of amateur rugby guys our only major sponsor our only sponsor was Castlemaine Forex I'd say it's a good sponsor to have when you won a World Cup <laughs> um, but they gave us all these little plastic mementos you know with the you know, red 4Xs down the side of these little plastic rugby balls and I can feel a forex coming on sort of down the side. And Dan Crowley, one of our reserve props, decided he'd take it out, put it in his tracksuit pocket. And when I introduced Dan Crowley to the Queen, he hit, took out his ball and uh, presented it to her and uh, she accepted Your Majesty? So it, was, it was quite interesting, guys, you know, The forwards love to get aroused and fire up before the game, but when you've got 18 minutes, you have to do a very controlled different process of getting ready for that final against England.
3: How good's that? So, Nick, we'll look forward to hearing your insights as the World Cup continues, but can you just give us a one-word answer? With David Pocock and Michael Hooper both taking the field, in terms of nickname, are you in favour of Pooper or Hocock? (laughs)
1: Not bad, Gack. Is, is did you did you think that went up? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I hope your listeners really enjoyed. It's going to be a wonderful day. I think it kicks off about two thirty today. It's uh, the Poro. The wonderful indoor stadium. I mean, the facilities look fantastic. Yeah. And Japan will do a great job hosting it. And as you guys said right at the beginning, this is the, the, the most open World Cup. I think there's probably seven, even eight chances. I wouldn't write off Scotland. I wouldn't write off Argentina. I love it. You never write off France. And, of course, you've got the other big five. So it'll be wonderful. We're all looking forward to it.
3: Beautiful. Thank you, Nick. Nick Farjones. jones thanks so much. Go the Wallabies.
1: Good on you guys. Cheers.
2: Good luck to the Wallabies. We hope this is a new start for Australian rugby. But up next, we've got your preview of GWS first Collingwood. And coming up a little bit after that, our high-pressure quiz for your Ooh. chance to win a karcher, high-pressure watcher. That's all coming up on the Weekend Legends on
0: Triple M. This show is definitely on the weekend. Whether these guys are legends may be debatable. Triple M's Weekend. With Chris and Rose,
2: and thanks to Dan Murphy's, their biggest range and lowest prices can come to you with two-hour Metro delivery. Thanks, Dan Murphy.
4: Thank you, Dan Murphy's. Lachlan, AFL is getting to the pointy end of the season. Chris, this afternoon, GWS have a chance to make a grand final. If I take you back to last night, Richmond qualified for the grand final, defeating Geelong, 12-13, 85 to 9-12, 66. It was a... Pretty convincing effort in the fourth quarter for them to kind of run away and take that lead and win it. And boy, were the Richmond fans happy. They, they have so
3: many fans, Richmond, and they've been waiting for this moment. They had been long suffering until they won the flag two years ago, Rose, and now they're very compelling. And of course... They're on some incredible streak of more than 10 games at the MCG because they played their last 10 games at the MCG.
4: Let's face it. A lot of people like to say GWS uh, say wouldn't have the stronger fan base in Sydney compared to the Swans. So that's the way they play all the time. They're up against the odds. They're always playing in Melbourne. They're always going against huge fan bases. And it's no different this afternoon. 4.30 this afternoon at the MCG, GWS have to take on Collingwood, one of the largest fan bases in Australian sports. And I guarantee it'll be 90, 95% Collingwood fans, black and white out there.
3: This is their third preliminary final in four years. So they've been here before and recently, but last week they came off a win on the road. And that's what they're really trying to do here, win on the road to get to a grand final. It's exciting for not only fans of the Giants, but it's exciting for all of Sydney, mate. It's a very good
4: point because I'd like to bring
3: up something here about GWS. And I see other people in media
4: make fun of GWS. The same old jokes they've been making for seven years about, oh, yeah, all 10 of their fans and blah, blah, all this kind of stuff. The point is, we're a Sydney sports show. We are Sydney loyal, first and foremost. If the Swans are knocked out, and I love my Swannies, I love my Swannies, but it wasn't our year. We get knocked out, you go to the next Sydney team. I
3: expect every Sydney AFL fan to be behind the Giants today, right? I'm actually a member of both. You I'm go. a member of the Swans and the Giants. Traitor! By, by the way, are you, are you a member of the Swans? i work for
4: the Swans. I don't need... I have again, cu- again,
3: the answer is no. Listen, this is un-Australian again. my
4: membership has my photo on it. I'm there every game, okay? Look, my point is, is we've got to get behind the boys today. I don't care if you're a Swanee or a Giant. This afternoon, we've got to get behind them and will them on against a team like Collingwood.
3: Lots of talk about the conspiracy theory that the AFL wants a Collingwood-Richmond grand final. Yeah, And that's why Toby Green got rubbed out this time. I like the other conspiracy theory. The AFL's invested half a billion dollars in the Giants. It's time to get them in the grand final. Go the Giants. Yes, I believe it. Go you, the Giants. You can
2: listen to the call on Triple M at 4.30 for GWS versus Collingwood and jump on the bandwagon now. Next week, we could see ourselves at a grand final. Sydney Team AFL grand Ooh, final. Are we going
3: down there to broadcast We won't happens? be. Oh, okay. Next, Boom. if
2: you're a sports fan, it's your chance to win free stuff. One, triple three, five, three. Play our high-pressure quiz thanks to Karcher. Take full control around your home with Karcher Pressure Washer. Thanks, Karcher. Life's most Satisfying Clean. We'll play it next. Triple M Weekend Legends. Like copying a weekend
0: to the plums. (laughs) Triple M's Weekend Legends.
2: It is the Weekend Legends with Chris and Rose on Triple M and let's do this.
0: Pressure. Pressure. Time to fire up the Karcher and see who can take some precision German pressure. pressure. This is the High Pressure Quiz. Thanks to Karcher. Life's most satisfying clean. As proven over the last few weeks,
2: we go through callers. So there's still some spots available. 133353 if you want to play. Quizmaster.
4: Yes, you get involved. 13353 if you want to get in the line, because here's how it works we have a timer this time. I'm going to ask you a question about sport. If you answer it right, you survive. If you're on the line with me when the timer runs out, you are the winner for this week. Sound
3: easy, Chris? It does. It sounds like Survivor Rose. By the way, we've got a bright yellow karcher at home, and we love it. Yes, very Bit of good. German precision. I'll have to borrow that sometime. So let's jump straight into it. Chris from Toon.
4: Gabby, are you there? Chris, who's your footy team?
1: Newcastle.
4: Oh, of course, Chris, the Knights fan. I love it. You ready to play, Chris? Well, okay. (laughs) That's the spirit, Chris. Let's do it. Question one, Chris. Let's get into it. How many sin binnings were there last night in the Rabbits v Manly game? How
1: many sin binnings?
4: Mm. Uh, Two. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. It was three. It's so close. I like Chris, though. She keeps trying. I like her resolve. Uh, Adam from Emu Plains, you're next up, Adam. You ready to play? Let's do it. Here comes your question. Last night, the Rugby World Cup kicked off. Which country is hosting it? Japan. Oh, very good. Japan is correct. We'll continue on. Here we go, Adam. The Boomers were eliminated in the Basketball World Cup. Where did they end up placing?
1: Uh, Fourth.
4: Very good. Broke my heart. Adam is on fire. Adam, your next question. Who did DWS play tonight in the AFL finals? Collingham. Very good. Come he's getting giants. close. Let's go. go. What state? Oh, he's won it. Adam, you're a genius. You've held on long enough. You're our winner. Congratulations, Adam. You're beauty. you <laughs> Congratulations,
2: Adam. Uh, You've won yourself a Karcher high-pressure washer. Thanks to Karcher. Life's most satisfying clean. We'll get that out to you. Guys, thanks for playing. We'll play again next week. A big second hour coming up. Dennis Carnahan in the studio. Stick around.
0: The Weekend Legends on Triple M. You can do everything from home, listen to the Weekend Legends catch-up podcast, and get drinks for the big game. Order now and have them at your door before the final siren. Dan Murphy's delivery in two hours.